everybody. Dave DeBow here. Another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, we got a big treat. An old friend of mine, a client of mine, a very accomplished real estate investor, El Señor Ricardo Figueroa. Ricardo, how are you doing today? Pretty good, Dave. Thank you very much for asking. That is, that is good. So, Ricardo has been doing some interesting stuff with real estate investing, especially in the student rental side of things. He's investing a ways away from where he lives, focusing on Kingston, Ontario. So, Ricardo, why don't you tell us, let's just get started with, how did you get involved in real estate investing in the first place? I started investing in real estate back in 2015. And one of the reasons I got involved in it is I needed to have a supplement income for my family that allows me to be with them 24-7 and my money-making money. I was not able to have the pleasure to get another job. I had my, my two kids racing about myself. And at that time, they were 12-year-old and 8-year-old. Mm. And then so... The only way to be able to accomplish this to in having the time for them and have a supplement income, it was getting to my real estate business. And how did you figure that out in the first place? Because there's all sorts of different investment choices out there. Some people like to do day trading. These days, some people are doing crypto stuff and other people are doing network marketing and all, there's all sorts of different stuff out there. Why did you laser focus in on real estate? After talking with my real, sorry, my financial advisor, basically what he wanted me to do is hanging in the money, giving the money to him so he will have full control and invest. But I, I didn't have any knowledge in, in investing that way, neither in the real estate. So mm-hmm. talking with the financial advisor, talking with different people, and going to events, just basically networking, the real estate investing clicks in. I work in computers, but uh, I didn't want to spend the time sitting in front of the computer doing the, the, the investment piece sitting in front of the computer. Neither I want my financial advisor taking control over of my money. So I basically went to an information session for real estate investors. And I really liked the way the presentation went. Mm. So I ended up, you know, learning a little bit more into it. I started getting educated myself on that. And by reading books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, motivated me. And the other book that I, I read at that time was The Millionaire Next Door. Uh, that's um, a good one. Yes, with those two books that I, I, I read, and what kind of became they become my my piece to be able to move forward, because in the rich that for that they were saying you know the money needs to make money and you need to create assets, and the millionaire next door they were talking you really don't know who is the the rich person in your street or in mm-hmm. your neighborhood, and to uh, be able to uh, analyze that information. I was start kind of looking a little bit more into it. And so that is how, how everything starts, just trying to supplement the income and start reading books and educating myself in, 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 this, in this type of business. So what was your first 
step into real estate investing, Ricardo? So back in 2015, I had the opportunity to purchase a, a duplex. Uh, it was quite nice, the process, because it was a turnkey property. So for, a, what, what, what does that mean for people that don't know what turnkey means? It was a duplex on sale that I didn't have to do any work whatsoever over uh, there. The only thing I did it was do some painting touch-ups and being able to rent the place. Nice. I was so grateful to find the seller that allows me that even before I took possession of the property to, to offer for rent the, in the two units. Nice. So the, the, the previous owner was living in one in the main floor and the lower apartment, they had it vacant at the time. So I was able to even get the two units rented even before we took possession, even before, <laughs> even I had even the first and last, uh, first first and last month of rent, I had it. So it was a very powerful tool to be able to bring to the bank uh -huh. and ask them for, you know, for a, for a new mortgage for, for me. So, yes. so yeah, so that's the, 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 the way that I got into, into this market. Mm -hmm. And then, so since that time, it was, a very, very grateful situation and it, it motivated even more. Very good. So you got that first duplex going, two rental incomes coming from one building. What did your journey look like from then until now? So what have you done since that first property in 2015? So that helps me to get pretty nice cash flow from that property and allows me to concentrate on education. So I invest in education a lot of time. So education and, about real estate investing for yourself, correct? Correct. It was basically how to run a property management company, how to invest in real estate, what will be what was the best strategy and the one that I'm using is the buy and hold. I still hold the, the first property that I bought in 2015. And then so in 2021, I basically decide to acquire another property mm -hmm. because I have from the first property, a line of credit, home line of credit was over there. And then so my daughter was going to university. Uh -huh. So it pushed me even more into you need to get the job done. We need to get this organized. So I, I purchased that property and I convert this place into a student rental. So um, where where uh, was that second purchase? Was that in your town as well or outside? No, it was in, in, in Kingston, Ontario, where my daughter goes to university. And then so it was another situation where I was able to acquire the property analyze the, the property to, to make it a student rental. Mm -hmm. So I had an opportunity to bring contractors and, and trade people to come into the house and assess the situation before I had to take possession of the place. So being able to run those numbers before taking the possession, it was really good in my side. So when I had the possession over there, I was able to start construction going on. And then so by the, the end of the summer of 2021, I had the, the place fully rented. 
and uh, nice. after after yeah and after that i i had to kind of start generating more income so i end up going and buying another property in 2022 and then so that one it was basically doing the same thing another student rental type property yeah another student rental type of property where allow us to you know get a a win-win situation for uh, for the tenants and but for for us as well and then so that place again it was rented by the end of the summer of 2022 and then so that is how i'm doing this business uh, trying to get busy and, and and get a lot of rewards from from that yeah so ricardo you're kind of doing two things that i find very interesting you're doing a long-term buy and hold of typically a single family house or a a small, you know, a duplex type property, a detached home kind of thing. So you're you're buying these properties, you're holding on to them long term. Out of all of the different ways to do real estate, and a lot of people are familiar with flips and this and that, the other thing. Why do you prefer long-term buy and hold? The long-term buy and hold allows me to not to get involved in the property because once it's rented, I don't have to touch it until you know a turnover course is the appreciation, the active appreciation, the cash flow is what I like. So when when I go to the bank and and I show them, listen, I have I have this property that has this much appreciation and you allow me to borrow from. Mm-hmm. And then so to be honest with you, they are really happy me bringing you these type of deals to them. And then so once they see the appreciation that is there, I am able to kind of continue purchasing the next property and mm-hmm. the next property. And that's how, that is the reason I did that way. I personally stay away from the flips Mm-hmm. Because I don't have the time to be able to concentrate on that. My family is still young, mm-hmm. even even though I have one daughter in university, and my other daughter is is, is is trying to finish high school. But do the other thing is, my family grew. Now I have my wife and I have two kids that is still young, and I need to be able to be over here without having to concentrate too much in, in the flips in the real estate business that is not buy and hold. Got it. All right. So what I'm hearing, Ricardo, is early on, you decided to focus on real estate investing. It looked like the best fit for you and what you wanted to accomplish. The first property bought in 2015 was a duplex, pretty much ready to go. And that got you off to a good start. A few years later, your daughter was ready to go to university. So you decided to, instead of just paying money for her to live in in residence on on campus or rent a place, you bought a property, you turned it into a student rental, put your daughter in there, but also rented out a number of other rooms in that property. That worked well. Next year, you found another one, rinsed and repeated that. And the reason that you like long-term buy and hold is it's a lot more stable. It's a lot less risky. It's not as much of a, a headache for you and, and your partners on these kind of deals. Plus, it's a great way to really generate 
long-term wealth. In addition to to cash flow, you're able to pay down the mortgage. The value of the property goes up over time. You and and your partners are able to create some serious long-term wealth that way. Am I understanding things properly? Wow. That's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's run out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals, and I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code PODCAST. That's right, discount code PODCAST at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. Yes, correct. So that is one of the, the things that we use is when we are going to even trying to firm the deal, we we based on the numbers, we know that the property will cash flow. Mm-hmm. If, the, if, if the property doesn't cash flow, we don't go into that business. And right now it's, or, or it's, it has been very risky mm-hmm. and, and I don't like that type of risk. So I like the cash flow. Is the money that allows me to not having to find a second job, mm. right? Allows my business to grow and concentrate on what is next. What is the next purchase? And let's study the market. Let's study this. You know, concentrate on the stuff that, that we know to be able to to continue with this. So, it Ricardo, it sounds like you're a very me. you're a very analytical kind of person. Is is that a strength that you get to bring to the table is being able to study markets and and see if a deal is a good deal? Yeah, I one of the things that I have been able to develop is being very analytical on the purchases because for any investor it's a lot of money, a lot of cash that go into these deals. It's a lot of responsibility that you have to meet to commit to it. One is to yourself, and then so the other one is to to the banks and and the, and the other people involved. So, I I don't buy the properties just because they are good properties in terms of the way they look, right? I don't buy the property because of sentimental value. I buy the property because it, it makes sense into the the business analysis that I have created for. Usually, what I buy when I uh, I purchase a property. Even before I, I do the closing day, I, I create an analysis of what is it, what is going to be looking into a year's time, two years time, three, four, five. Even I can look into the projection of what it looks into 10 years time. So when I'm doing this type of analysis, I feel a little bit more comfortable. And the most important thing, I can sleep well at night. Yeah, no, that's smart. So something I'm curious about, Ricardo, I'm sure some of the listeners and viewers are as well. Student rentals. Sounds good, but isn't that a nightmare to deal with these young university students? You know, we hear all we've seen all these movies about party animals and, you know, animal house movies and all that kind of stuff. Isn't that a real headache with this kind of tenant? For me, to be honest with you, I I have not have 
a situations that I can regret. And one of the reasons is I'm trying to look for, for students that are lined up with the stuff that we would like to, to, to have and maintain. I'm not rushing into renting the units it's because they are not being rented. I prefer to wait like a month or two before I'm going to secure and have somebody in the units. The reason being is because then so you can do a very good screening or as much as, as best as we can to be able to kind of get people moving into them. You know, for example, I have a situation, a student that came from Los Angeles and mentioned the, the, the enrolls over here and the university where we rent the rooms for to it. And then so this student didn't even commit to, to send us the, the email address from the university. So to us, it's for example, that is that is specific one is a red flag. Yeah, it's for sure. saying that it goes to this university, but it's not enrolled. So for us, we have different, you know, different steps and a couple of the steps that, that if they don't, if they don't check mark, we just let it, let it go. It's better, it's better that way than they start renting the units, you know, just because they are vacant and, and we need the money to be able to commit, to commit to the mortgage, to in, insurance taxes and, and so on. Yeah. So we, we try, we try to, to pick the best, the best way we can. Yeah, that makes sense. And I've heard some other student rental operators also get the student's parents to co-sign on the lease with them. So if, if there's ever any problems, they can t- call mom or dad. <laughs> That's- yes, exactly. So the good thing is, based on my experience, mm-hmm. the university that we rent the students that goes to this university, the social economics is pretty good. So mm-hmm. even even these students sometimes, you know, they 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 even work. They they even work not just because of the, they need the money, but they want to get busy. They yeah. want to make their own money to be able to kind of say, okay, you know what? Today I'm going to treat myself to go to a really nice restaurant. I want to treat myself to go to the movies or to go and hang out with my friends in a, in a really nice place, in a restaurant or, or, or a mart that they, that they have in town. So it's a, it's, a, it's one of the things that I look at that way. I, I, I give the, the, the responsibility to, to, this, to the kids as well. And, and so one of the things that I seen, they, they like that. They like that. Yeah, no, that's that is great. So, Ricardo, you've done some great things so far. What are your plans for the future? Where do where do you see your real estate investing business going? Right now, I love this type of business. I love the student rentals. I am concentrating on this. The springtime is on our way. We are continuing looking for properties, and if a property comes available. We will purchase, you know, one to have everything set up for summer and for September. And if we get in investors that would like to invest with us, they will be able to see based on uh, what I have created, you know, that it can be possible and can be invested even in, in these hard times. So as of now, with investing with my my own money, my projections is to invest in, in a property at least once a year. Mm-hmm. And then so that's is that's is the the way that I, that I seen 
even though the market is uh, you know is is a little bit different but but if, if the numbers work and and the property ca- uh, cash flow you know uh, I will go for it so Ricardo nowadays you're starting to work with other people to join forces to buy these kind of student rental properties what do you see the big benefits of working with joint venture partners on these kind of deals what what's the benefit for ricardo what's the benefit for your joint venture partner so the benefits to the investor really is is a hands-free investment because i have a team in place i have the accountants in place i have lawyers in place i have real estate brokers in place i have uh, contractors in place handymen's in place it's like creating a, a team like i say for me i usually do an analysis of create I'm the coach and I'm creating a soccer team. I have my soccer team already created. So when, when and I have the knowledge and, and the proven factor that it stuff can be done. So once an investor comes, they are able to see there is a hands-free situation. They, they will get the monthly cash flow, right? They will benefit from, from all these profit centers. And as well, they can continue enjoying life. And then so we create a win-win situation. They are happy with the with with the return on investment, and that we will be happy as well with the return on investment. Yeah. So this is a way for you to keep growing your portfolio of properties because it's limited how much you can do all by yourself. But when you bring on a joint venture partner, you can do more deals. And your joint venture partner gets the benefit of all of your experience and your team they get to go along for the ride without having the headaches. So it really is kind of a, a win-win situation, isn't it? Yes, it's a win situation for the investor. It's a win situation for the the tenants. And it's a win situation for, for me and, and, and the company. Beautiful. So Ricardo, if people want to connect with you and find out more, what should they do? They can go to investwithricardo.com. They can schedule a, a meeting and then so we can connect or they can call me at my corporate phone, my business phone at 647-616-1101. Fantastic, Ricardo. Congratulations on all you've done so far. And I'm excited to see you keep going forth and, and succeeding with these student rental deals. Thank you very much, David for having me over. I really appreciate and I wish all the best. All right, everybody take care and we'll see you on the next episode. Well, hey there, thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm gonna invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book, right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.